From Barbados to Banchao, St. Vincent to Shinju, Trinidad to Taipei. Time to celebrate Caribbean culture. We're Talking Tropics on ICRT. Welcome to Talking Tropics, a look at the nations of the Caribbean, their culture, their stories, and the issues which are affecting the region. I'm your host, Tim Bergie. Today, we're honored to have with us Chantal Pemberton, a student from St. Kitts and Nevis studying in Taiwan. Pemberton has been in Taiwan several years, first studying Mandarin and Chinese culture at National Taiwan Normal University, and now preparing to study in National Zhengzhou University's International Master's Program in International Studies. I spoke with her earlier this month while she's back home in St. Kitts and Nevis, working for Taiwan's ICDF, earning some money for the upcoming school year. We started out talking about her homeland, which she described as a small but hidden gem in the Caribbean. Yeah, um, so yeah, I would say that really Kabok Ritaliwa is a Jamaican saying, which really means, or it's the equivalent of the English saying that big things come in small packages, because um, St. Kitts and Nevis is one of the smaller countries in the Eastern Caribbean region, and we have a population of less than 60,000 people. But um, we are a vibrant set of people, and I, I must also say that um, when you know, usually hear of the Caribbean or St. Kitts and Nevis, you always hear about the sand, the sea, and the, you know, the, the natural beauty, and I mean... That's great, and I must say that we all have that. But one thing I also find about my country, I think it's a Nevis, is that we are like a cultural melting pot. And I say that because even though we just have a total of 104 square miles, we have different um, ethnic groups, different cultures, different languages that are spoken here as well. And it is all because of historical background, which was influenced a lot by slavery. Pemberton goes on to say her country is also home to a Taiwan crowd pleaser, fun and delicious food, and also spectacular natural beauty, which should put her homeland on everyone's bucket list. In terms of you know other Taiwanese not knowing about my country, I must admit that's true. And um, we... What I will, because I already talk about um, the natural beauty and our cultural heritage, but also our cuisine is also quite distinctive. Our national dish is coconut dumplings and sawfish. And maybe when the Taiwanese hear about cook, um, sorry, when they hear about dumplings, they may think of um, the type of dumplings that they have in Taiwan, but it's nothing. It's not the same. It's totally different. And um, we also have one of um. A, one of um, the UNESCO World Heritage Sites in um, St. Kitts and Nevis. And, well, it's on St. Kitts, and it's called Brimstone Hill Fortress, and it was also dubbed the Gibraltar of the Caribbean. So these are all the things that they can come to St. Kitts and experience. And, of course, as I said, undoubtedly you'll hear about, you know, the natural beauty, the beautiful seas, tropical rainforests, and lush mountains. And there's also something, there's always something for nature lovers to do, you know, such as exploring the volcanic trails and hiking trails, even bird watching, snorkeling, diving, fishing, just to name a few. So I, I feel as if um, think it's 
I mean, they should definitely be on, you know, the Taiwanese or other foreigners for that on their bucket list. Growing up in the Caribbean, she says, although she once was heavily affected by outside influences, she now realizes that what's most important can be found right at home. In terms of growing up, I would say it, maybe in my latter years, I developed a deeper love and appreciation for the region and all of its distinctive qualities. Um, back in my younger years, I was really influenced by the television. And I had you know, the belief in the so-called American dream, and I had a great affinity to American culture and goods. But these are the things that I took for granted, and I always felt like something was missing and I yearned for, you know, a more modern lifestyle. But I must say that the part of the society that has really stuck with me and that I value most is the communal aspect of it. Pemberton studied French and Spanish during her secondary education, but when she was given a chance to challenge herself and move out of her comfort zone, she jumped at the opportunity to study Mandarin in Taiwan. Yes, coming here to learn um, Mandarin, it was definitely it was a difficult experience. It was no easy feat. And um, like at the Mandarin Training Center, I found that my teachers, they were very accommodating and understanding because like in my first semester, I there wasn't anything like was actually sticking. I wasn't retaining anything. And the teacher would just be like, you know, just take it easy. And for me, I felt that added pressure because I had a scholarship, but I think they really understood our situation and they were really supportive. And I would say that I gave it my best shot. I went, I probably went above and beyond because, again, the pressures of having a scholarship. <laughs> so um, that really motivated me to even try harder even when I felt like I wanted to give up, it's just knowing, well, you have a scholarship to maintain. No scholarship, you know, if you fail, that means no scholarship. That means um, you won't be able to pay your bills, you know, stuff like that. So that always kept me, you know, my P's and Q's. And the challenges continued during her university years, where she discovered studying a new culture forced her to take a more discerning look at her own culture, which was a positive experience for personal growth even learned more about my culture because um, the program was Chinese language and culture, as I said, and we were always expected to share our culture as well with the class. And there were some assignments that I really, really, there were some aspects of my culture I didn't know about and I had to research. And it was during that period I really realized the love that I have for culture. Finally, I asked Pemberton if she had any second thoughts about studying in Taiwan and would she recommend other young people to follow in her footsteps? I am always trying to encourage someone to come and study in Taiwan. I mean, for me, it's a beautiful place and it's also a wonderful opportunity to study abroad, learn more about, um, you know, Taiwan's culture and language. So why not? And... Another thing, I also what I like about Taiwan is you sort of get the best of both worlds because of the subtropics. So you can always, because I love nature, if I want to go for a hike, uh, you know, I can do that. I can probably go up to Elephant Mountain. And while you're on Elephant Mountain, you can still have another taste of, you know, the modernity because the Taipei 101 as well. So that is what I really love about 
Taiwan, and I love that they also the mix and the balance between tradition and modernity. In summation, Pemberton had one piece of advice for anyone studying in Taiwan or any foreign country. You may encounter difficulties, but still try to always maintain an open mind. So another thing I would really want for persons coming to Taiwan to do is to have an open mind and to accept their culture for what it is. Don't try to compare and contrast. You don't have to accept everything. You don't have to accept everything, but you just respect their culture. And I think that's very important when moving abroad to have an open mind and to be respective of the culture. This has been Talking Tropics. Our guest today was Chantal Pemberton, a master's program student at National Jungjur University, and who hails from the Caribbean nation of Saint Kitts and Nevis. For Talking Tropics, I'm your host Tim Bergey. News, interviews, events. For all the latest on Caribbean culture right here in Taiwan, you've been listening to Talking Tropics on ICRT, brought to you by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs.